Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery It podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about identifying shame in complex trauma. Uh, Jeff is going to be doing the presentation, so why don't we go ahead and give him the mic. Go ahead, Jeff. Thanks, Paul. So today, we're talking about uh, shame and how that how we're going to identify shame triggers, um, and we're going to discuss how these triggers lead to shame, and that shame leads to other emotions, um, all of which are negative, um, which lead to thoughts, which are negative, that feed the emotions and make them stronger, and it turns into a cycle of negative thoughts and emotions that then turn into behaviors, all of which um, are negative behaviors that can harm you or your life in some way or those around you. So shame triggers, um, uh, shame triggers can come from two sources, one of which is people and the other are events. Um, so we're going to list off um, 28 sources uh, of shame or 28 triggers of shame. Um, and these are these particular these twenty eight source triggers of shame are come from people. We'll also discuss the circum, some circumstances that cause shame. Um, this is by no means a comprehensive list, and if you're trying to identify triggers of shame uh, that there there most certainly will could be or can be hundreds of triggers that you will you may want to identify and that may be specially tailored to you. But these are some of the most common ones. So um, one trigger, the first trigger I'd like to go over is when you disappoint someone. Um, so you see a look of disappointment in their eyes. This could be uh, because you, somebody has asked you to perform a job or do a task, and when, they, when you show them your work, the results of, your, of, that, of that work, uh, you see uh, the disappointment in their, in their face or their eyes, um, and then you automatically feel shame because you think um, I did a terrible job or you feel inferior, um, and that leads to shame. Another one, another trigger can be someone is impatient with you, um, and you, this is because uh, you, you may just feel someone's impatience when you're not catching um, on fast enough. You might be learning something, you might be new at a job, and that um, and, and when you are learning something new, uh, you, you think that you're not learning it fast enough. But in reality, it could just be um, it's only in your head, um, and the other person really isn't being impatient with you, um, or it doesn't feel impatient. And, that's be- and the reason you feel that way is because when you were a kid, maybe your mother um, was trying to teach you something, and she was, get- she was impatient, um, and she was just impatient with you, and she told you something along the lines of, you should be getting this by now. I shouldn't have to go over this again. I've already told you this before. And um, that made you feel like if you weren't learning things right the first time and doing it perfectly the first time, that you were stupid or not quick enough, and that can lead to feelings of shame. But it, it, it may just be that you're feeling that they're impatient or you're feeling that they're impatient, that may just be in your head, and that's coming from your past conditioning. Another trigger can be a look of pity in someone's eyes. 
So you might be sharing something you're struggling with with somebody and you see something like pity in their eyes. And instead of thinking, oh, wow, this person cares about me, um, they really care, care about me and want me to do well and they love me, you think, wow, this person, wow, I'm, I'm, um, uh, you feel like you're not good enough and you feel like, uh, wow, they just pity me. You don't think about the reason that, that they might be feeling some pity for you is because they care about you and they want you to do well. Um, another uh, source can be that somebody sets a boundary with you. So uh, this boundary can be they say I can't, you're not coming to this event, or um, I'm not, or they say I can't come to this event, or I won't come to this event that you're you're hosting, and you feel like um, someone tells you this because um, they don't want to do something with you, so you feel shame, like you're because you might think that you're not likable, when in reality it could just be because they don't want to, not because of anything to do with you, but because maybe they have something already planned or. Maybe they um, just are not somebody who would do whatever it is you have planned, and it has nothing to do with you. Uh, another source of, of shame can be um, when somebody corrects you um, or provides feedback or suggestions like critical, critical, um, um, constructive criticism um, can make you uh, go into shame because um, something inside you says that I must be doing something wrong. Other sources of shame include when people talk over you um, or when you feel like somebody rolls their eyes or they actually roll your eyes and you see them do this. Um, that can make you uh, feel uh, shame because you might think something like, oh, I'm stupid or I'm angering this person and um, the only reason they're angry is because I've done something wrong. Um, another uh, source of shame can be um, when somebody doesn't give you their full attention and you may feel like you're not worthy of their full attention um, or you're boring or uh, what you're talking about doesn't matter and therefore you don't matter, um, or at least you don't matter to them, so that can uh, lead to shame. Other sources of shame include when you hear people whispering um, or laughing. Now, this might come from when you were a child and um, when you heard people whispering or laughing around you and you didn't know the reason why, you found out that it was because they were whispering and laughing at, uh, whispering about you or laughing at you. Um, but to, and today, uh, but now as an adult, um, that whispering or laughing probably has nothing to do with you. Um, and uh, but yet you still get brought back to that feeling of shame that you had when you were a child. Um, other triggers of shame include when others. Do, do better than you at a task, and you're comparing them, yourself to them, and you feel like you're less than them because they did better. Or they, so when somebody ignores your advice, you feel like they ignored your, your advice because uh, they don't, they didn't, uh, because the advice was bad or because they thought that the advice was bad, even though that may not be true. Um, one of the biggest uh, triggers of shame um, is when somebody disrespects you. Um, and uh, this is uh, often not actually uh, realized. It's not. It's frequently not realized that this is a source of pain because oftentimes when you're disrespected, um, you go immediately into anger. But that anger, um, preceding that, but that anger was generated by shame um, itself. So oftentimes when you feel feel anger, 
before that anger or uh, that anger is being generated from the feeling of shame itself um, and uh, being disrespected um, because you quickly go into anger, you don't realize that, that the source of that anger is shame. Other sources of shame include conflict um, or when other people are angry uh, with you um, or when you're having a disagreement with somebody um, and somehow they go out and get proof maybe, uh, uh, that you're wrong um, and they show you that proof that you're wrong um, and um, then you go into shame. Um, body language, like a raised eyebrow or a wagging finger, um, something that shows disapproval um, of you or uh, of um, discomfort in another person. You can feel like that discomfort is your own fault and you immediately go into shame. Um, or, you see, or you see a sigh of exasperation um, uh, that somebody uh, has when you're, um, when you're speaking with them um, and you immediately assume it's because you're doing something wrong, so you go into shame. Um, another source of shame is when they remind you of a memory that was embarrassing to you, and that can also lead you down to, down the path of anger um, that they're speaking negatively of you, but all that, that started out as a feeling of shame. Um, other uh, triggers of shame include when a partner throws the past, your pa their past, it throws your past in their in your face, um, and they may just be trying to communicate to you um, how a behavior right now is making them feel in the moment. They're not trying to make you feel shame. They're just trying to communicate something to you, um, um, but not they're not actually trying to make you feel bad. They just want you to understand how they're feeling, but um, but you immediately feel shame because you feel bad about something you did in the past. Uh, other sources of shame include uh, a partner giving the silent treatment or withdrawing love, um, when a parent puts you down, um, or when people who are um, uh, good living but self-righteous. Um, so you see somebody who is, you know, has their nose up in the air, is very snooty and and uh, a little arrogant, and they they are also seen as pretty successful, a very a pretty successful person, but they're self righteous. So they tell you, you know, you're, and they and they get angry with you and, and tell you you're doing something wrong, and because they're successful, because they seem like a high status person, that puts a lot more weight behind their words. And when they t and because they are successful, when they tell you you're doing something wrong, you believe it, and that sends you. Um, makes you feel shame. Um, people who judge you, even though their standard is unhealthy, um, their judgment is communicating something is making you feel unworthy or less than, and that leads you to shame. Um, when you're feeling rejected or abandoned, um, that will make you feel like you're unlike, that may make you feel like you're unlikable or um, as if you're unworthy of love, and that will lead you to shame. Um, being around people who are your friends, but in that moment you feel, in, in certain moments you may feel like an outsider because maybe they have um, um, experiences that they were a part of that you weren't a part of and they're, and they're sharing those experiences. Um, or maybe they, their relationship, their friendship started before you got there. So they have um, hobbies or interests that you, uh, you don't share with them. Um, so you feel like a little bit uh, like a third, third wheel when you're around them, and that can lead you into shame.
Um, when a friend on several occasions break, backs out of a promise uh, to do something with you, you can you may feel like after this happens a couple of times, like they just don't want to do, do this thing with you, so you go into shame. So some circumstances that can cause shame, um, and the circumstances are the second, uh, are, are, as I said in the beginning, a second trigger for shame. Um, one of these one circumstances can be failure uh, or seeing... Uh, for the first time, just how selfish you were in a certain situation. And you realize you, this situation occurs over and over again, and yet uh, you're only just now realizing that that behavior, that those decisions you were making were truly selfish, and you go into shame and you beat yourself up over it. Um, when you forget to do something, that can be a trigger for shame. Um, not being uh, the best or losing a contest, um, you feel inferior to the people you went who won and that will lead you into shame. Embarrassment is a big trigger for shame. Um you uh so you do something in the moment that makes you um look foolish or stupid or that you perceive as making you look foolish or stupid and all of a sudden you're blowing it out of proportion, you're making it seem like the worst thing that you could have done in that moment, um and and you are living in in a in a feeling in a state of shame. Um, you take longer to ex than expected to learn a new skill or to complete a task, and you don't do it perfectly the first time, and this can lead you into shame. Other other circumstances that can lead you into shame is uh, when you're gaining weight uh, or you gain a decent amount of weight, and you look at yourself and you uh, start beating yourself up and calling yourself lazy um, and um, start to make yourself feel worse. Um, and because you're in a state of shame over how you look or, or your health. You may see your first gray hair, or you may see a new gray hair, um, and that can lead you into shame. Um, anytime you are in a stressful situation, um, or being with friends who have very well-behaved kids, um, and your kids are running around uh, like they're crazy, and uh, this can make you feel like you feel shame because you, feel, you may feel like you've failed them as a parent, or... or you're comparing your kids to your friend's kids and you don't like uh, how that comparison makes you look as a parent. Uh, having to ask for help um, is a big source of pain because it's, a, it's uh, showing other people that you are struggling with something um, or it's showing um, other people um, something that you, uh, is a particular weakness of yours and um, it's not easy uh, and, it's, and that can be a source of uh, uh, shame. Uh, another source is revealing a struggle or a secret. Um, and you can, uh, especially if you're around uh, friends that you can trust and you reveal uh, and you're vulnerable and you share uh, this struggle or secret with them and you feel, and they're supportive and they're um, positive um, and they, in the moment you feel really good about the fact that you shared this with them um, and then you go home and you start thinking in the back of your, in the back of your head, you start going into this loop of, oh, wow, why did I share that with them? I really shouldn't have done that. They probably think really negatively of me now. They're never going to want to hang out with me again. Um, and uh, that can be a source of shame. Even though in the moment, uh, even though when you're with them, they were positive and supportive and they made you feel like it was okay to, uh, to, to uh, be having the struggle or um, they made you feel safe in that moment when they go home, they may feel uh, generate shame based off of how they're thinking about it. Uh, 
your friend, another source of shame can be um, your house is messy and a friend shows up shows up un- unexpectedly, um, and uh, they um, see your house is messy and you feel shame for not taking care of your your house or making keeping your house organized well. Uh, during a family get together, um, if everyone in your family is successful except you, um, you feel shame. So you have a brother, like you have two or three siblings. One's a doctor, one's a lawyer, um, and one's a CEO or president of his own company that he built from scratch. And maybe you're a drug addict, um, or um, you um, were just let go of your job, and you're just you have to sit there listen to them about all their success. And meanwhile, you think everybody's just like, you know, uh, what, you know, you just feel like the least successful out of all of them. Even though that may not be true, you may have circumstances that led um, you to have a more difficult life than them. Um, And in the moment, you may not be as successful as them, but um, that doesn't mean that you cannot become as successful as them in the future. But you still, in that moment, will feel shame. And so every time you're around your family, you, uh, um, you, um, feel bad about yourself because your family's doing well and you're not. Um, another source of shame can be when your kids get in trouble or your kids tell you that you ha- they hate you or you're seeing evidence or you see evidence of complex trauma in your children and that can make you feel like a bad parent. So when you fall into shame, um, there are certain patterns that you follow. Um, and it's really important to catch yourself as early as possible um, when you fall into these patterns um, because the earlier you can stop yourself from thinking, from uh, allowing shame to cause you to think certain things about yourself, the, uh, the, uh, um, early, the, the more you'll be able to stop yourself from going down a downward spiral and acting out or behaving in a way that is unhealthy or that will make you feel worse or that will cause you problems in the long run. So some patterns that you'll follow when you, uh, that people fall into when they when shame is triggered is, for example, you um, uh, you start obsessing over the the event. Um, you go your mind turns into a hamster wheel where you reveal review all the events over and over again in your head, and you are um, overthinking it and uh, just making it te- seem ten times worse. Um, and you're not resolving it, but you just keep on going over and over again it again in your head without coming to any solutions or ways you can avoid that from happening again in the future. Um, other uh, patterns you might fall into is uh, lies or distorted thinking. So you um, feel shame and you feel like you have to lie about, uh, about uh, what you're, what you're um, about whatever it is you're feeling shame about so that other people don't think less of you um, or you start, thinking in a distorted way so that shame makes the event or the or whatever happened, whatever triggered the shame, um, that shame makes you blow it out of proportion and makes it seem 10 times worse than it is and it makes you feel way worse about yourself than you should. Um, and, it's un- and it's not helpful. It doesn't help to resolve the feeling of shame. Um, you might beat yourself up uh, and play a negative tape over and over again in your head because you think that... Um, um, you know, you have to punish yourself in order to, uh, because you were a bad person, which, uh, because you are experiencing the shame. Um, you might escape into a fantasy world and daydream and uh, not think about it at all. Like, um, and go, you might shut down and go into denial and refuse to think about it on a conscious level 
but you don't realize that it is still bothering you um, and it's unresolved and it's going to affect your behavior. Um, you might start thinking about um, how hopeless that your situation is or how hopeless you are. You'll never be able to do something properly. You'll never be able to um, get that job you want uh, and you just uh, think, I, just should, I should just give up um, because I'm useless or I'm stupid. So you just say, let's, you just say, let's quit. Let's give up. Um, you might have, in extreme cases, you might have a suicidal ideation. So sometimes shame becomes so bad that you believe suicide is the only way out. Um, all these responses are negative and make shame, and all they do is really make shame worse. Um, they do not help you resolve the shame. It only makes, it only makes it worse. It only, um, it only feeds the shame. Um, sometimes, um, uh, some, something in us feels justice needs to be done to pay for our crimes. So we put ourselves in the doghouse, withhold love for ourselves, um, and, uh, um, you, um, continue to beat yourself up over, uh, over, over again, over and over again. Um, and it's just not helpful. It doesn't help you prevent the shame from happening again, prevent whatever the trigger was from happening again, or learn to improve your behavior. It's just punishing you without any benefit benefits coming out of that punishment. Um, shame is technically a belief that comes with the feeling of, of, of shame, and it turns into other emotions. So um, these triggers that we just discussed turn into emotions which, uh, such as... Um, uh, trigger uh, turn into emotions such as anger, and anger is one of the biggest, uh, biggest. Uh, same with fear and anxiety. These are two of the biggest emotions that generate come out of shame. So with the anger, shame turns into anger um, with yourself um, and get mad at yourself for not doing something right. Um, but it also often turns into anger with the world, um, and you just become more ang- irritable. So um, when you feel shame you might, uh, uh, instead of getting angry with yourself, um, or in addition to getting angry with yourself, you get angry at um, some way in which the world is set up. Uh, You get angry at, um, you know, uh, all men, or you get angry at all women for for just being the way they are. Um, And um, you you might actually seek to harm um, harm the... uh, a group of people who you uh, feel is responsible or um, responsible or um, a cause of your shame or something you feel bad about yourself. Um, fear and anxiety and insecurity is another um, really big uh, emotion that is caused by shame. That it's an emotion that we go into once we feel uh, experience shame. So it can cause uh, shame can cause greater anxiety. It can cause uh, you to start wondering uh, what others think about you and causes you to generate insecurities um, such as, am I smart enough? Am I good enough? Um, Do they like me? Um, It can turn into depression. So you become very down and upset with yourself. It can turn into guilt um, and it can turn into hopelessness. So shame shame causes you to generate these emotions and thoughts and feed or, uh, or fuel each other, um, and they are all negative emotions. So you go, in, you go into self-loathing or hatred, self-pity, and you go, poor me, 
and you feel sorry for yourself all day. Now, these emotions influence your behavior in numerous ways, and we'll go into some of these behaviors um, right now. So one behavior, when you feel pain, um, you go into um, a negative behavior uh, or negative emotion, and that will cause, may cause you to want to isolate yourself, um, and you avoid people and stop social activities. Um, however, the issue is isolation, and you might be doing this in order to protect yourself or protect others because you feel like you need to protect others. Um, from yourself, uh, because the shame is making you think that you're going to be harm that your presence is harmful to others, or it may think it may cause you to think that your presence, or if you go to this event with other people, you may um, do something that makes you look bad, so you or that uh, um, or that uh, you regret, so you um, uh, avoid going in order to protect yourself. But this isolation actually feeds the shame because now uh, you don't have the presence of other people to correct that shame or to to reinforce or to uh to um feed more negative thoughts to you so all the only thoughts that you're getting are yourself are the are the cycle of negative thoughts that your shame produces and that that just makes the shame worse and i think covid um may have caught maybe a um because everybody was isolated during covid so people with shame may may have Really, there was a there was actually a quite a um, mental health crisis during COVID, and uh, anxiety got really bad, um, and that may have been because um, um, a lot of people were stuck by themselves. They didn't have positive interactions with others, so they started feeling uh, getting getting the shame, and that started a negative cycle of thoughts and emotions that fed each other, um, and they just got way out of hand and caused their thinking to become very distorted. Um, and that can happen if you're isolated for a very long time. So other behaviors um, that shame may, may cause are you become very negative about everything. Um, when in shame, when in shame mode, some people become negative about um, become negative about everything. They think nothing is good enough. They lose all objectivity, and everything becomes distorted. And they think about everything in a negative way. They may return to childhood ways of trying to deal with shame. So this may include, um, you know, you, you maybe you have an argument with your your uh, your dad, um, and you get really upset, um, and or maybe just get a little bit angry, or he says something that makes you feel a little shameful, and then you find you're opening up the fridge, um, even though you just had a meal, and you're reaching for a sugary snack because you know that that's going to calm you down. That's going to cause you to feel a little bit more positive and it's going to reduce that negative emotion. Um, um, they may start self-harming. And self-harming is actually something that uh, people do uh, when they feel shame because um, it's a way to mask the shame and because you're feeling something that is um, different and it's under your control. And for some people, that is, that is actually somewhat comforting. Um, uh, they may sleep all day um, and uh, not get out of bed. And this can be also a form of isolation and, and numbing the pain because if you're sleeping, you're not feeling the shame. Uh, they may put a mask back on. So if they feel shame, they think, I can't let people see this. So be happy all day. Um, or let's be happy all the time. Let's be super competent. Or let's uh, be a people pleaser. And let's change how people think about me. Um, some people may self-sabotage every uh, self-sabotage everything good in their life. 
They may, may ruin something uh, positive because they do not believe they deserve it um, or they do not believe they deserve to have a good life or anything good in their life. So they, they get rid of it in one way or another. Um, when, when in shame, some people um, hate those that, are, that they are close to or some people may hate those that they are close to and that makes uh, your shame and guilt even worse. Some people decide to become busy with work or distractions uh, because as long as they're not thinking about whatever it is that's causing them shame, then they won't feel shame. Um, they may numb or medicate it by shopping or eating food or therapy. Um, yeah, some people will go to therapy um, whenever they're feeling shame. Um, they may engage in risk-taking behaviors. They will do something that flirts with destruction to see if it actually happens or they may become impulsive and make very rash decisions. They may relapse. So if you have a drug, drug problem, um, or, uh, they may, uh, uh, when they uh, experience shame, um, if we don't get out of that feeling of shame fairly quickly, um, they will start, uh, a, a, it will have a domino effect, um, um, and it will often lead to a relapse. Uh, these people are trying to people who are trying to overcome drug addiction will find it's much more difficult if they don't deal with the shame because years of life have trained them to uh, have trained them that the only way to deal with shame is to drink or use drugs and to numb it out. Um, so if nothing is working, um, and you're so like let's say you're trying to overcome drug addiction and you're trying to stop the way you're thinking about it, or you're trying to stop t tell yourself to not, uh, stop thinking about it that way. Um, if it doesn't work soon enough, they may eventually give up, or they may become too exhausted, they may give up, they may go back to using the drugs. Um, it's very important to map out your shame triggers. So if you want to treat, if you want to overcome shame, um, it's important to map out the shame triggers, um, and then you can see what you do, what you what uh, you do in your thinking and emotions uh, and actions once shame is triggered. So you can catch yourself when you begin to go in the spiral of shame and say to yourself, stop that, and you can catch yourself before it progresses or you start thinking or, or, or feeling um, that you can't face people when you self-isolate. Um, um, if you don't stop yourself in time, you may go, um, you may um, you may have you may go and isolate because you think now I'm um, going to force myself, or instead of self isolate self isolating, you think instead uh, uh, you think um, now I'm going to no I'm going to go and force myself to hang out with friends that I know are safe and I'm not going to give give in to this shame. Um, this kind of self awareness um, can. Uh, uh, is so you can catch yourself before the shame gets very bad. Um, so you can use shame as a warning flag. So every time you feel it, you're like, okay, now I need to pay attention to the thoughts that are coming up. And now uh, if the thoughts are continuing to be negative, if they're not helping me resolve the shame, then I can tell myself to stop thinking that. Let's, let's think about this a little differently. Healing from shame is becoming aware of shame so you can stop it uh, and stop your shame pattern. So one danger that people have when they begin dealing with their shame is that without realizing it, they still bring, out, bring old thinking into it. 
So if you feel insignificant or unimportant, um, and this causes shame, you may start thinking that you need a really important job, and they say to themselves, if I'm not the president of the company, then I'm, not, then I'm still not good enough. So this, is, a, this is, is actually a result of shame. This thinking, the type of thinking is actually shame that's causing this thinking, um, and it's not helpful because, one, becoming president of a company is very difficult, and, two, it means that if you haven't achieved this really high goal, then you're still going to feel the shame. Um, so you're looking for a job that proves to you that, uh, that you are good enough and important when what you really need to do is believe in yourself that you, without external validation that you are already good enough and important. Um, so you, you, you're, when you're trying to resolve this shame, you need to try to think about ways that you can think about what happened um, as either a lesson that you can grow from or as a, as a, uh, as, as, um, or you can change the frame of, of, how, of what you're thinking about so that you no longer think about it in a negative light and has a more positive light to it. But yeah, that, is, that concludes my presentation um, for the causes of shame, of shame and, or the triggers of shame and um, what that, those triggers, what that shame then, uh, the emotions that shame leads to and then the behaviors that that causes as well. Jeff, thank you very much for that presentation. Uh, really appreciate your uh, presentation tonight. It was very good. Um, Ray, identify shame in complex trauma. Can you identify one thing in your past that you, you were ashamed of? Uh, yeah, I had a, a criminal record that I was ashamed of, and I definitely felt that whenever I was to go to an interview and feel that I had to be judged, you know, was judged by that, um, the assessment of myself as a person and what I was capable of contributing to a, a, a company was judged through, through that lens, and so I was always aware of that and felt shame because of it. Okay. As you can remember, it wasn't as much of a stumbling block of, over a period of time that you thought it was initially in the beginning, was it? Well, it not after I'd overcome it. It was definitely a stumbling block prior to that. Yeah, I can remember in the beginning that was very much of a, a challenge for you. But uh, once you overcame it, it uh, just went away. I appreciate your uh, participation there, Ray. Thank you very much. Jody, you on the line? Yep, I'm here. In identifying shame and complex trauma in your past, is there any one thing that, uh, one area in your life that uh, you recognize shame? Uh, I think for me, um, when I initially quit drinking a long time ago, I had a 
a long history of of alcoholism and drinking habits. So there's a lot of things um, that could have been real easy to kind of fall into that shame trap. But I think, um, lucky for me, I was kind of taught like early on that, you know, just because I had, you know, incidents that I could be shameful from, just it had to do with like not really focusing on the past, like use the past as something to learn from instead of really just beat yourself up. Um, Cause you know, like what Jeff said, that shame can lead you to a lot of negative, it's all, all negative thoughts and feelings. Um, there's not really a whole lot that is useful. So if you can use those things, like for me, the things that I was shameful for and, and kind of just kind of turn those around into things that I could use to learn from, um, I guess that kind of helped me a lot when it came to that. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. Really appreciate that uh, input. Um, r- recognizing shame in my life, um, when I was very, very young, I realized that a lot of my siblings never went to high school or graduated from high school, and there was like five out of seven uh, actual alcoholics in my family. And, of course, I was the baby of seven, and uh, I had a lot of shame in the early part of my life uh, reflecting on those couple of things. But once I got uh, 20, 21 or so, I realized that uh, I wasn't a part of that dysfunctionality. It was my siblings. So, of course, I overcome that shame, you know, based upon the dysfunctionality of my siblings. Um, Anybody want to say anything else before we get off the phone this evening? All right, everybody. Appreciate the participation. Uh, Ray, Jody, and the presentation that you gave on identifying shame with complex trauma, Jeff. We will uh, see each and every one of you next week, Thursday, 730. Be sure to tell your friends, relatives, and even your enemies to be on call and call 518-992-1035 and put in access code 655-145. We will see you all next Thursday night. Be real.